Roberta. Counting notes. That's good. That's good. And the song had it right. It was what we can be and do, which is what we're going to be talking about today, because um, life has it the other way around, right? It's B B B B D. We got to change it to B B B B D. Something to think about. So. Um, we have to practice. Last week we came together to talk about this expa- expanding view of me and you. And we talked about this idea that we all came in as a blank canvas, and that when we can return to this place of the blank canvas, then we can show up as this expanded view of who we are, not limited, expanded. So all of these light blue cards that you see up on our webs were everybody who set an intention to practice this idea last week, which it looks like there's a lot of them up there. So how many of you practiced this week? All right. Well, I know I saw more than two hands. And I know that somebody just has something they can't wait to share about. See, Brandon's already got his hand up. I knew it. All right, Brandon, tell us what your practice brought to you this week. Well, uh, we have a lot of things going on at home right now. And throughout the practices, a lot of it has just been trying to focus on what's important and get rid of all that other junk. Um, yesterday at work, I managed a fast food restaurant, and during a, a rush, we had a stressful situation, and words were said that didn't need to be said. And afterwards, we all sat down, we talked, got rid of a bunch of those sticky notes, yeah. and all of a sudden, not only did each individual person feel better, but as a group and a unity, we came together and were working better than we had been earlier in the day. That's so. beautiful. You were willing to sit down and engage together in an honest conversation about the experience. Well done. Great. Who else? Anybody else? Somebody? Somebody to share? Yes, James. Tell us what you learned during your practice this week. Thing that I was struck with with our exercise on the canvas last week was to allow all of it. And so, um, with a friend who got a bad diagnosis this week, I I found myself feeling a million feelings and wanting to compartmentalize each of those feelings and only feel one way, and then frustrated when I felt the other way. And so I just kept thinking about the canvas, and and that was what I had written on it, just the sort of allow it all and all is well. And how did that, did that work? Yeah. It did work. Oh, it did work. So we're going to talk some more about that today, this idea of letting it all in. Does anybody else hand? I can't wait. i got to share this. Okay. So we're moving on today to this idea of allowing doing to arise from being. And what I'm really aware of is that we're all really good at doing. Who's good at doing? You know, we're taught to do. We're taught to be productive. We're taught that if something's going on in your life, you just need to do more. Right? What do I need to do to create the kingdom of heaven here on earth? Does anybody know? What do I have to do (laughs) to find God? Somebody tell me. Right? What do I have to do? 
see. Look, you guys got your answers. You're raising your hand. You're so good. So I heard B. Does anybody got a different answer besides B? Yeah, Bob. Let go and let God. Sounds like being to me, Bob. But another another phrase for just be. Let go and let God. Who else raised their hand? I saw your hand. Can you acknowledge? Okay. Well, that's what we're going to talk about here today. How do we move from this place of doing to being? And we're um, studying Panache Desai's book, Discovering Your Soul Signature. So is anybody out there thinking, I wish Panache would get to the point of how I'm supposed to discover my soul signature already? Just tell me what I need to do, Panache, so I know how to discover my soul signature already. Right? And in this book, he's talked about all of these kinds of emotions that we can go through, what Jane was talking about, right? And being okay with all of them. So one of the things that I've gotten really clear with over the last month that I've been doing this book is I have felt all of these feelings. The sadness, the anger, the self-judgment, the blame, um, fill in the blank. Maybe not all in one day. Maybe not even all in one week. But somewhere in the course of these last few weeks, I have felt and experienced all of the feelings in here. Anybody anybody with me on that? Yeah. And this is a part, this is what Panache is telling us. This is a part of what it is to be fully human. To be here in this world, experiencing it all. We are whole beings. We are not only the good parts of our being, we are whole beings experiencing the whole realm as human beings. So today we want to talk about allowing our doing to arise from that being. And Tanash, much like A Course in Miracles says, uh, believes that there are two ways of being that stands under all of our experience in life. Anybody know what those two ways are? Fear and love. I can be in a state of being in fear, or I can be in a state of being of love. Those are the two states of being that we all go through, and then from those states, emotions arise. Right? So we can take an emotion like sadness, and if we are with this emotion of sadness and we're in a state of fear, what are we going to be saying to ourselves? What do you hear when you're in a state of fear, your being is a state of fear, and in that state of fear you're feeling sadness? Anybody aware of what's coming up for you then? It'll never stop. Doubt. Despair, anger, I can't. Here we go again. Poor me. Right? Insecurity. Right? So here I am feeling sadness. Sadness is just a human emotion. It just arises in my mind because of something that has occurred or a thought that I've held. And I hang on to that thought and I start to tell myself stuff about that feeling of sadness, and when I'm in a place of fear, when my being is in fear, then that's ruling my sadness. Right? So it's easy to see 
with something like sadness that that can happen? What about if we take the opposite end of it? What if we are feeling happy? I'm feeling happy, but now I'm also coming from a state of being that is fear underneath of that happiness. What do you think I'm going to be saying about this happiness then when my state of being is one of fear that my happiness is arising from? Not going to last. Take it while you can get it because you know what's around the next corner. The other shoe's going to drop. I don't deserve this. Right? Can you see? So it doesn't matter whether the emotion is positive or negative as we would define it. We can come from a state of being of fear or love, depending upon where, where am I at? And what I've come to recognize as I've thought about this over this past week is that no matter what I am doing, that doing is arising out of a state of being. Always. And that state of being will either be love or fear. My doing is always arising and arising out of love or fear. So what does that look like? What does that look like with something like anger? So I found, uh, this week came across uh, my news feed on Facebook, this great example, I thought, that talked about this. How do I allow anger to move from a place of fear to a place of love? Is that a possibility? Can I do that? Can I become aware of my state of being? And this is the story that I found here. This I don't know if I'm going to get her name right, but Malek... Yalawi, I believe is how you say it. She wrote this. And it's entitled, This Was My Hallway Last Wednesday. Broken, sharp, treacherous. This was my hallway. It was my son who did this. Sometimes, often really, things break irreparably. And it takes your breath away straight away. It took my breath away when my son stormed into the bathroom, frustrated, angry, fed up for his very own, very significant to him reason. And when he chose to slam the bathroom door, causing the heavy mirror mounted to the front, on the front to slip out of the hardware, holding it in place, and crash to the floor in a million broken pieces, left reflecting the afternoon light. I'll just stop there for a minute. Has anybody ever had a moment like this, either yourself or somebody in your life? Right? My kids, who are now almost 30 and 32, will gleefully share the story of when their mother threw a knife at them. Now, I'll qualify that with it wasn't a steak knife. It wasn't a filet knife. You know, it was a butter knife. And I wasn't aiming for their head, but I was angry. And in my anger, I threw a knife. And underneath of that throwing of that knife, I know there were thoughts of what a terrible mother I was and how I was losing control of them. And Lord knows I pray they don't end up in prison some year. You know, all those tears that arise in that I don't even know what I was angry about anymore in this moment. But I threw that knife. I wasn't coming from a place of love. 
I was totally in this place of being fear. And from that state of being, my doing became throwing that net. And maybe for you, it wasn't a a throwing something physical. It might have been, because some of us do that, throw a dish or, you know, throw a something. It might have been throwing words, right? It might have been throwing words at someone out of our anger. Not from a loving place of giving words, but from this fear-filled place. So let's see what, what happens here. I was quiet. I surveyed the damage and took a deep breath. I put the dog outside so he wouldn't cut his feet, and I put the cat in the basement for the same reason. I walked into the backyard and felt the hot tears Screaming down my face. I want you to hear, first of all, that this mother did not say to herself, I shouldn't be angry. It's not spiritual to feel this anger. I need to let go, stuff this anger. Did you hear any of that? She walked outside and gave herself time to feel the anger and let those tears run down her face. It's amazing how alone you can feel as a single parent in moments like this. I realized how scared and disappointed I felt. Did this really just happen? Yes, this was real. And as I stood, I considered whether or not this was an indication of his developing character. See, we all do it. I heard his tears through the window above coming from inside the bathroom. His soul hurt. This was not what, I, what he expected either. Hello, anger. I don't remember inviting you into my house. Scary, terrified, ashamed, worried, scared. Did you all those feelings arising from that state of being in fear? Right? And then... Deep breath. Mama warrior, deep breath. That small, fragile soul needs you right now. He needs your very best, your biggest compassion, your most gentle and firm mama love and reassurance. More deep breath. Go, mama, go. Go now. Go open the front door. Tiptoe through the broken glass. Hear him hearing you coming. Watch the bathroom door creep open. See the face that you love most in the world, red with worry and wet with tears, his voice suddenly so small. Mama, I'll never do it again. I'm so sorry. More tears, more weeping, such uncertainty on his sweet face. Go, Mama, get him. Scoop him up. Go now. Yep, you're crying too. Damn, this was big. Hold him tight. Watch how he curls into a ball into your arms so quickly. See how eager he is to be loved by you, to be assured by you. See how small he still is. See how fragile his spirit is. This is consciousness, right? Conscious awareness of coming into this moment with your anger and with this other and their upset and not throwing them out. I love you. You're safe. 
I'm right here. The worst part is over now. I've got you. I'm here. I love you. But now listen, we can't ignore the anger, right? Because the anger is there. We've been taught by Tanakh over this past month that we can't ignore the feelings that are there. They're a part of the wholeness of our experience. And so she goes on to say, go, Mama, tell him about anger. Tell him now. Anger is a really powerful feeling. You have a right to your anger. Anger burns hot. It can purify, but it can also destroy. He nods. He feels it. He's not angry now. There's a better way to show your big feelings, and we'll work on it together tomorrow. But I'm here to help you. You're safe. You're never alone in your anger. You're never alone in your fears. I'm here. We're here together. Now we'll clean together. And we cleaned up the broken pieces. We swapped and we vacuumed. It was quiet work. It was careful work. It was thoughtful work. Sometimes things break and sometimes we break them. It's not the breaking that matters. The how or why. What matters is how we choose to respond to the brokenness. Does it kill us? Does it throw us into a downward spiral of blame and punishment? Or does it help us to remember how to love at the deepest level? Does it push us toward compassion and over the hurdle of rightness and wrongness into loveness? Yes, loveness. Go, Mama, go now. Get that baby of yours. Teach that. Show that. Live that. It's called loveness. Go. Wow. We get to choose. We get to choose with whatever emotion comes up within us, the anger and the joy, the peace and the fear. We get to choose what are we going to do with it, in what state of being are we going to allow ourselves to be before we take action on it, before we take Speak words on it. And the way in which we choose to be is so different. Can you imagine how much different this story had been if this mama had not stayed, found her way back to love rather than fear? Can you see it? We all get to choose. Every moment of every day, we all get to choose. What does that look like in your life? What does that look like in my life to allow our doing to arrive and arise out of first our being. I'm telling you, our doing is always arising out of being. Are you consciously being love or are you unconsciously being fear? Which way does the world show us? Fear over and over and over again. And in the process, what are we creating but a consciousness of the state of hell, of separation, of lack, of limitation, of not enoughness? We know how to create hell, don't we? But just as easily, we can create heaven here on earth. When we choose to center ourselves in this consciousness of love and then ask, so now what? Now what does it look like here in the midst of this, in the midst of this despair, in the midst of this anger, in the midst of this challenge? What does it look like to be loved? And as I 
said, this can arise, fear and love, even when the emotion is a good one. Somebody told me uh, in between services, wow, your talks the last couple of weeks have been so good. Now, I can come from a place of fear in that, oh my God, how am I ever going to top this next week? I could give up this gig and just go on a tour and just give that one talk over and over and over again. I could do that, right? And, and it would be taking that in and being in a place of fear. Or I could come from this place of love I'm working on. And say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for giving me the words. Thank you, God, for touching hearts. I'm going to trust the next week you're going to have another good talk for me. Love or fear. It's your choice and it's my choice. And Oh, my goodness, I've got to keep working on it. How about you? Yeah? So when you came in today, you each should have received our yellow uh, cards here. If you didn't get one, raise your hand. Jen's going to go get the basket, and she'll bring them by for you. If you need a pen, raise your hand, because then she'll also bring by a pen. Raise your hands high so she can see you. There's quite a few, Jen. Maybe Carl can help bring some pens around. So some of you who have been here, you know what to do, right? What we're doing is we're creating a practice, a practice that we can take on for this next week to help us to really get this idea. You got some more up here yet? We just need the cards yet. Jen's coming. Keep your hands up. What is your practice going to be? To focus on your state of being so that the actions that you take and the words that you speak this week come from that place of love rather than fear. What is your practice going to be? Write it down. The one with the um, ribbon on it, you're going to take at some point today, before you leave Unity Hall today, I want you to come and I want you to hang it on one of our webs. These are our webs of intention. So we can see everybody who's working on this. It's not you alone. It's all of us together. And the other one you're going to take with you. And you're going to put it somewhere so you remember to do the practice. So how many of you are going to join me with this this week? Do you have a, a spiritual practice that you can do this week? Have you figured out what it is? Now, here's the challenge, right? Because even as we think about doing a spiritual practice, we're back to doing again. Wait a minute. What am I supposed to be doing? Being or doing? Which is it? Both. Thank you, Donna. It's both. Right? Our fifth unity principle tells us it's not enough to just know it. We've got to live it. We've got to demonstrate it. We've got to act from it. So it's a both. It's not that we never do again. We're not going to just go sit up on a mountaintop and be. We won't change the world that way. So there's doing involved. But first comes that place of being. How am I going to be? So I want to end by sharing with you our scripture for today. This is coming from the book of Philippians. And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight 
to help you to determine what is best. Coming from love, determining with full insight what is best. You'll notice that lots of us are wearing yellow today. We chose the colors this summer. Who knew it was going to be such a dark, dreary day today so we could, you know, brighten it up with yellow. But yellow represents one of our powers. What is our power that is yellow? Anybody know? Wisdom. Wisdom. The power of wisdom. You and I have the power of wisdom within us. You don't have to do anything to get more wisdom. You've got all the wisdom you need. Say that. I have all the wisdom I need. Turn to someone and say, you have all the wisdom you need. You have all the wisdom you need. And you know what wisdom does? It allows you to discern. It allows you to discern. Am I coming from love or am I coming from fear? I pray that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full insight with that wisdom to help you to determine what is best. Let's come from love this week because in the process, we are creating the kingdom of heaven here on earth. Who doesn't want to dwell there? Anybody? All right, so I was going to say, you're in the wrong place. Let's go B, and then do, and then B, and then do, 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 right? Thank you. God bless.